to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. All right, welcome to the Extra Points Podcast. Cousin Sal coming to, yes, on a Monday morning, spaghetti and meatballs fiddling with the knobs. I got Joel, babyface Joel Solomon, producing this mess and joining me as always, my dear, dear pals, Dave Damashek, Martin Weiss. Fellas, we have football this week. I thought it was all going to start Thursday, Raiders, Jaguars, Hall of Fame game, but it apparently begins right now with the long-anticipated Deshaun Watson sentence being handed out. Six games. Six games. Sheck, six games. I thought 10. Sheck, what did you think going in? Well, I thought as a conspiracy theorist that the league, the other 31 ownership groups, would use this occasion to hammer the Haslams for giving $230 million of guaranteed loot to anybody, let alone this character. I obviously was wrong. I guess the league could still appeal. I'm going to make another prediction. Everybody's been guessing how many games it was going to be for Watson. My ensuing prediction is... The league is not going to appeal this. This is exactly what they wanted. They've been given the nah, cover no to one's say, appealing. we asked for a we asked for a full year. What are we supposed to do? This you the world didn't like it when old Raj was giving out the penalties, so we turned it over to a retired judge. What well, what more could we possibly do? This is ideal, I think, if you're Raj. Of course, they're not going to appeal. They knew, they knew. How do you appeal something you knew was coming down? Which I think, I don't know how far I want to take the conspiracy because it could be Judge Robinson. All right, maybe Judge Robinson thought it through and it's six games seems fair. And, you know, to in everyone's defense, he's settling with all, it looks like, but one of the accusers. Um, you know, he sat out last year, but Martin is six games what you thought, or did you think it was going to be more? I mean, all the experts, again, they got it wrong. We're all hearing 10 games to a year for sure, but it's going to end up being six, I think, at most at this point. Yeah, I think it'll be six, and I thought he was going to be like Trevor Bauer. Like, I thought, I thought like indefinite was on the table, in part because of the just so many, right? There are so many different allegations. Uh, that had come out. But the thing that Deshaun Watson did that played in his favor is he got caught with all of these at the same time, right, or within a relative period of time. If if he had gotten accused of assaulting his massage therapist once a month for two years, he would have been how maybe four months, three months after after other goes down. But when all of them happen in a, in a period of, of one offseason or of one, two, three-week period, I think it's it really kind of plays in his favor in a way. Oh, well, that didn't come down over two, three-week period. This was spread out over, I mean, wasn't it like 16 months? It, it figured like three, like two a week for like a year and a half. Wasn't that what it is? I mean, the allegations came down over like a month, I would say. Is that what you're saying? Because but That's what this, I'm saying. This, if, this is, that, with the allegations, yeah. if, he, if every single time, if every single instance, right, the next day somebody had gotten up and said, Deshaun Watson just made me very uncomfortable in a massage therapy situation, then if, if there were if that was a new story once a month, it would have been entirely like as it were happening, as opposed to it all being released kind of at, at in one big yeah. finding. That, that's I guess I, he, that's the I, I guess he did it right. I don't know. I'm trying to figure this out. You know, I so he loses three hundred thirty three thousand dollars because he's not fined at all. Yesterday we were hearing like, um, you know, he's going to it's going to count as time served last year sitting out, but he's got to forfeit that. And I was like, OK, 
He's got to forfeit his 2021 salary. That made a little more sense, $10 million. Now it's like, nope, no fine. And because they made the actual contract, the game, the game contract so light, he's only getting fined 333,000, which check, I think is 0.14% of his, he's already been paid $15 million on this crazy contract. So I don't know what the message is here. The one thing I was going to give the NFL a pass. I was going to see like, Hey, what are they supposed to do? He did settle with most of these women, um, almost all of them. There are no criminal charges. What are really they supposed to do at this point? And then I looked at the schedule. And if you if you you don't really look at it if you think he's going to be suspended for a year. But if it's for six games, then you start looking at, oh wow. Um, there are no six games. Number one easiest in the NFL. Only one game versus a team projected to have a winning record. Only two road games, and the toughest road game is week one against Baker. So everybody's complicit. Everybody knew what the hell was going on here. You can't give anyone a pass. And why would I at this point? Exactly. And that's why the the reason that Goodell and the league isn't incented to challenge this is because it is Watson's behavior was institutionalized. It was protected by the Houston Texans, the big losers of all this. And, you know, in terms of what they got back in trade and everything else. And we'll see how, where, where all that lands in the next year or five. But in the meantime, they assisted in the cover-up, which makes it difficult for Goodell then to challenge it because it's a can of worms to keep pressing this thing. And the larger issue that the Players Association can then push back with is, what about all your owners, Rod? You're, you're busy-handed Calvin Ridley. That's that's the problem. It's It's not that... Dan Snyder's doing what he's doing and all the other scandals at the ownership level. Stephen Ross supposedly, uh, you know, allegedly was, you know, pushing his head coach to fix games. And in the meantime, Calvin Ridley is out for the whole season. So the more you press this from the league, if you're Goodell and company, it just feels like you're going to create trouble for yourself. But from a fan perspective, everybody is like, what the hell? I mean, why would New Hopkins have to sit out the exact same number of games for PEDs yeah. as this guy does for, for his behavior? And the answer comes back to everybody wants their pound of flesh. Everybody ascends up to Mount Pius rightly in this case. This guy should be shut down for a year, clearly, for his misdeeds. However... The league doesn't want to do that. He is a, the 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 league that that one of their bo- one of Rogers' bosses, Jimmy Haslam, wanted Deshaun Watson so badly to turn his franchise around to become a winner and everything else. He's beholden to that on some level, and they are not a court of yeah. law. They are they all the stuff no, like I it. joked on Twitter about like oh well. Roger's like, what more do you want, ladies? We wore pink wristbands that, you know, and pink socks in breast cancer month. What more do you want? They want it from a marketing standpoint. They want to lure more audience. They don't care about the morality of everything. It only has to do with the bottom line. And I think it's bad, but what what do you what do you really want? While you sit up there on Mount Pius, do you expect them to behave like they're like they're the law? They're not. I'm sorry to to ramble on there. No, it's all right. Wait, oh, you're done now. I'm done oh, now. No, yes, no, please. No. Oh, uh, no. Go ahead. Uh, no, I, I, all I was going to say is, and, and, and playing off that point, and to Martin's point, I think we were led to believe it might be a little longer if you start comparing it to other sentences. And like you said, New Hopkins, like, okay, so it's worse than that. 
Uh, Trevor Bauer got two years in another sport. Um, Calvin Ridley got suspended a year for making a few parlays. And by the way, that would be the greatest thing. If we heard that Deshaun Watson was betting against the Browns in weeks one through five, that, that needs to come out, right? While he's gone. <laughs> that's, that's what I want to see. But, uh, but yes, Kevin that's why sports I think book. Him and New yeah. Hopkins in a sports book with Calvin Ridley watching games. Something, something I like love that. it. Speaking of sports books, they've now put out the over-under for the Browns. They held it back from us for the longest time, and with good reason. If you don't know who the starting quarterback is for the season, uh, you can't really put out an over-under. Now we know, and the Browns are nine and a half wins expected. The under is minus 140, plus 230 to win the division. I did for myself. I go over every... um, Every division, every conference wins. I look week to week. I meticulously go through it. And then only to change my mind, I know, two weeks into the season. But I had the Browns at seven wins when I thought they were going to uh, suspend them for 10 games. I now have to look back at it. I would still think under nine and a half is the play right now. Martin, uh, you have any thoughts on Browns either way? I mean, plus 230 to win the division. That puts the that puts your Steelers fourth check. Um, but nine and a half? I think a little too rich. I mm. think I'll go. I would go under nine and a half. I think that Baltimore last year was the most injured team. This time last year, going into the last season, and we're uh-huh. eight and two, eight and three with eleven weeks played, and we're you know two 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 point conversions away from really being in a real uh, a real driver's seat in the AFC North. And then you have the Super Bowl uh, appearing Bengals in there too. They're not going to be as good as they were last year, but even still, uh, I, I this division, and, it's even, and, and the Steelers, I don't mean to just completely forget about them, but mm-hmm. I do. I am holding a Mitch uh, a, a Rudolph ticket at plus twenty eight hundred from uh, May to to be the Steelers starter. So hopefully that cashes. But the Steelers are going to play good defense. They're going to compete, and Mike Tomlin's not just going to go in there and lay down. I don't think. And, and and what success has Deshaun Watson had in the postseason ever? Yeah, I know he's well, like with the Texans, but like, and everybody's like, he's a dysfunctional organization, but it seems as if maybe there was also a dysfunctional quarterback, you know, leading that dysfunctional organization. Like, I don't know how yeah, that's going to work. Yeah, Joe Burrow's the most successful uh, postseason quarterback in that division right now, starting as it looks. But yeah, uh, to your point, when he gets back, game seven at the Ravens, uh, don't expect them to win that, right? It's going to jump right back in, home against the Bengals, at the Dolphins, at the Bills, and then home against the Bucks. That's tough. That's tough before Deshaun gets his dream matchup uh, against his old Texans in week, I don't know, what is that, 11? So, I don't know, Sheck, maybe I don't change my prediction of seven wins for this Browns team. Well, at least it puts you on the right side of things. I think you're correct in saying under nine and a half. I don't know if uh, mm. they, they come in so meekly at seven. But, yeah, I mean, that's a, it's a tough division. Deshaun Watson, it's not a small matter, hasn't played football in a year and a half. I disagree, obviously, with Marty, though. He's a winner. He was a winner back to the Clemson days, was a winner in that magic run they had in January, interrupted by the big Mahomes comeback in Arrowhead. Um, right, but, but, but realistically, though, Dave, how often does that translate into, like, you say he's a winner, but, like, outside of uh, uh, Joe Burrow, who wins a college championship or, or shows, like, incredible, you know, you know, suit like, and then goes, like, Jameis Winston was a winner in college. Right and now he's he was not competitive a in the Shakey's Bowl every year, as I remember. The what would it be? Houston, 
uh, who the hell would it be in the first round? Houston against some. Oh, uh, it would be yeah, well, listen. I mean, that, that was you the know, big the, one. It was against Kansas City. They went up 24 to 7, and everybody in the world live bet 24 the Chiefs nothing. down. Yeah, 24 yeah. nothing. Everybody bet the Chiefs live because they knew the Texans were going to blow this game. Yeah, at least the Matt, I, and the I Matt Leinart syndrome is like that's everything. Can you divine as a as a you know personnel person at the draft? Um, can you figure out like is he actually driving this this powerhouse or is he just along for the ride? Matt Leinart, as it was proven pretty quickly in the NFL, was just along the the train with uh, Reggie Reggie Bush and the rest of that uh, high end crew. Deshaun Watson is different than that, of course. I mean, he he was steering that Clemson Tigers team into into some really rugged waters against the competition he went against. That's different than saying Tua won the national championship with Bama. I might have mm-hmm. won. I would have won at least the Tangerine Bowl with that uh, Crimson Tide squad. Maybe better. I don't, I don't want to diminish myself. Well, it's that's fun. not the yeah, point. Well, we could we could get off the uh, the Sean thing now. I mean, uh, so right now nine and a half under one forty is uh, what I'm looking at. Uh, but you brought up to a Shaq, and these are the weeks to fall in love with your favorite skill position players, oh, yeah. right? I mean, you are going to find from wherever you are, whoever you root for, there will be footage of one of your favorite players catching a touchdown or running for a long touchdown. There, the defenses aren't trying as hard. They're going to get in trouble for uh, roughing up the skill position players. So, of course, there's going to be a viral clip of Tyree Kill catching a bomb from Tua. How much how much credence do you lend these players? I mean, I feel like I, I go both ways because I see Tyree Kill catching a bomb from Tua, and I say exactly that. I'm like, oh, oh, come on, nobody's trying here. And, of course, like you could isolate one big play from every training camp. But, on the other hand, if Tua threw three interceptions in a row in one day, I'd be like, ah, you see? He's not going to be good this year. So I'm a hypocrite like everybody else. How much uh, credence do you lend to these these viral videos that are coming out? I'd lend absolutely none. Look, here's the thing. <laughs> Professional athletes have put in out, the amount of work that you have to put in to be a pro athlete in any sport is unimaginable to those us lay people, right? Just people who just, mm. I, I, the amount of actual time and energy that goes in to, and like, like just, just that amount, just right. They better, they better be able to complete passes and make open shots or, 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 or shoot the puck into a wide open net or mm-hmm. hit home runs off 65 mile an hour pitches with all types of consistency. Like, of course they should. So, like, the idea that I'm watching Tua Tungvaluwa roll out and, 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 and drop uh, you know, a 45-yard pass in the air to Tyreek Hill while they're wearing basketball shorts is, like, the only story out of OTAs is if that's not happening, right? Like, if, 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 if like, uh, uh, two years ago, when Trey, or a year ago, when Trey Lance was throwing interception after interception after interception after interception. I'm sorry. Jimmy G was throwing interception after, he threw five interceptions in a row. That's the story. Because no matter how, what are you doing at OTAs? To throw five picks in a row, that's not, that, that, none of that was by design. So, but that doesn't like, matter either because he took him to the NFC Championship and was like one or two plays away from making it to the Super Bowl, right? So that that's what I'm saying. Like how much uh, the negative stuff? I'm ready. I'm ready to harp. I'm like, yeah, he's not the guy. Look at this. He can't get his shit together in August. But check the point is these are the two weeks where every team, no matter who you root for, I think Kenneth Walker Jr. had two touchdowns uh, rushing the other day, and that was the big thing from the Seattle Seahawks account who. 
By the way, you rightly every week, or you, you, I think you eliminate two teams from playoff contention. Seattle was your first one. Um, not a bad pick. Obviously, the biggest favorite to not make the playoffs. I think at minus seven hundred. But the point is, every team could go crazy about one of these highlights, right? That's exactly right. And by the way, what points to what you're saying, Sal, is we're in this window now of optimism, and we very easily just four it. minutes ago slid into that. Like it's this is the push and pull. Everybody wants to be on Mount Pies about Deshaun Watson, but then you start talking about like, so how's this Browns team gonna do in that schedule with Nick Chubb back there? And you you can't help. We love football. That's that's the leverage that the league has over all of us, more so than in baseball or otherwise. Oh, uh, Bauer got shut down. Like, ah, oh, well, bait, we're not as, as a nation, as, as sports obsessive as we are when pro football is concerned. It's, it's kind of fun to start thinking about, like, how are the Ravens going to do against uh, Deshaun? You know, anyway, um, how much should you? But specifically with these clips and the viral clips and everything, I just, I don't know. I, I, uh, I love it when it's a negative and then I, I dismiss it when it's a positive. Here's how much you should pay attention to it. Not at all. How many times do we have to have this conversation? Now that we were in August, a reminder, the month of August, the preseason games, the unpadded practices and those weird padded helmet things that they're wearing now, those goony looking helmets, all of that. It is all a lie for your eyes. Pay it no mind. There are no lessons to be learned. If you were a fan of one of the 32 teams, Root for no one to get hurt. That's the goal. There is no lesson that you can transfer. I saw this happen on August 3rd in practice to what's going to happen when the games start to count. It matters zero. I don't care. I will read them, of course. I, oh, uh, so-and-so? Did he look good? Does he look like he's... I, it matters zero. End of All conversation right. well, here's for Dave. what I'll say. And you're, with your team specifically, and I know I saw you tweeting, and the, the fact that they said that Rudolph is looking better than Trubisky, he was looking better than uh, Pickett. Um, I know you're like, this is nonsense. It's too early to determine this. Why are we even? Why is this even a story? But you have to admit, out of the many things you heard from camp, that is the least encouraging, right? Because if it is Rudolph. <laughs> You know his ceiling. I mean, honestly, like if Kenny Pickett was lighting it up, it's like, oh, thank God. I have no idea what this guy is capable. Even Trubisky, you could say, oh, if they said, oh, he ran for 75 yards, like, oh, crap, his legs are back. That's awesome. If they name Rudolph the starting quarterback, I know you could say everything changes. Oh, everyone relax. He's not going to the Hall of Fame. But that is the least encouraging of the three different bits of information you could hear. It is. It is. Oh, come on. Who gives a good goddamn about what are you talking about? Is Mason Rudolph practice? taking you to the Super Bowl? That, that's what you want, right? You want a quarterback that takes no, you to the Super Bowl. No, but I don't think Mason Rudolph's going to be the guy. Mike Tomlin right now. It's a, I'm you telling have, you, if he is the guy, that's the least encouraging of the three results, right? Because sure. you know his deal. Of course. Okay. Of course. Right. But, but whereas, let's say, the Dallas Cowboys... Dak Prescott is unchallenged. He is the franchise. He's making the money that would indicate yeah. as much. So, of course, Mike McCarthy, there's not a conversation there. 
Mike Tomlin, on the other hand, has lost the franchise QB. And now consider the three-headed QBs in contention here a balloon that Mike Tomlin must keep in the air. That's his only goal is to just make sure it doesn't hit the air. What incentive would the Pittsburgh Steelers have to denounce Mason Rudolph or Kenny Pickett or Mitch Trubisky at this no, point. Of the course. point is, like, yeah, they're all we're all giving them reps. That nah, we'll see. Oh, he looks good so far. Oh, he threw a good ball. And what are we really talking about? We're talking about a handful of passes in seven on seven, seven shots. All that. I mean, I color me. I'm with you. I'm with you. You could direction. dismiss it because it's August first. But if it's right. September first and this is still the hierarchy, you're going to be like, ah, crap. I was hoping for something more or better, even though it could switch up during the season. Right. It'll be Trubisky. It's a, it's not going to be Mason Rudolph. Really? Again, they have no incentive to say anything bad about Mason Rudolph. I don't think there's a conspiracy theory afoot that they're trying to trade him. But I think if uh, another team loses their quarterback and they need somebody, a, a capable backup, then Mason Rudolph becomes a reasonable trade target. Short, I mean, they, they'd rather purge him from the roster. But, you know, if Trubisky gets hurt tomorrow then they probably would start Mason Rudolph over Kenny Pickett uh, in week one. But that doesn't happen. I would just like to say, in this moment, as Dave said, if Trubisky gets hurt tomorrow, they will go to Mason Rudolph. I actually looked this up because, Sal, you put me on this because you put it on the rundown. This is not the first time this offseason we've discussed the Steelers quarterbacks. Mason Rudolph at the time was 28-1. to That's crazy. I know. You you and I like that, and I I didn't bet it. I think So you you got in on that? I did because this This is to take the first snap week one, 28 We're a Mitchell Trubisky anything away from this actually occurring, right? Like, Mm -hmm. because Dave went to Dallas, which is the bad example, right? Because Dak Prescott, they found him, right? He was a fourth-round pick. Nobody was expecting Dak to be the starter until he became the starter and then kept winning games. You drafted a quarterback in the first round. That that's that's right. who you really. I mean, it's just this is giving the same kind of vibes as Urban Meyer when Trevor Lawrence and Gardner Minshew were fighting it out for the first stop, uh, uh, for the first uh, spot in Jacksonville. Obviously, we all knew the whole entire time you draft Trevor Lawrence in the first round, you take him number one overall because he's supposed to be your starting quarterback. You take a quarterback right. in the first round, he's supposed to be your guy. To me, that's the biggest indictment of everything. I'm not saying that – I mean, Richard Trubisky's always been a whatever, right, since since he got – you know, since we found in Chicago that he wasn't going to live up to his top five pick or, or was it number two overall pick, uh, it wasn't going to work out, so – like, All right. Listen, that's the thing. A lot that's of changes. I'm concerned with Pickett. There's a lot of changes. You brought up Juju Smith-Schuster, now a member of the Chiefs. Uh, we talked about, um, who did we talk about? Oh, Tyreek Hill earlier, Tua, the big viral video. Now, obviously, went from the Chiefs to the Dolphins. And so now, I introduce to you the Buffalo Wild Wings Heat Check Pick of the Week. Yes, the Buffalo Wild Wings Heat Check Pick of the week, I am going to give you guys four choices. Now, there are more, but four wide receivers who will be wearing new jerseys this year. Not New Jersey jerseys, but new jerseys. You tell me which of the four is going to outrate their expectations here. Now, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, A.J. Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster. Sheck, start us off. What's your Buffalo Wild Wings heat check pick of the week? Again, as you already said, but I will say again for any potential cynicism that uh, that this opinion may yield, 
We're not talking about who's going to have the best raw numbers out of that quartet. Who's going to be, who's going to pour, perform above expectation? The okay. answer is Juju Smith-Schuster. He's going to get a ton of targets. There are a couple of speedsters in KC. As you've heard, people have already moved past Tyreek Hill and decreed, this is a better receiving core than they had last year. Perhaps so, but a couple of guys are there to take the top off the defense. Travis Kelsey, Juju Smith-Schuster will eat. Sky Moore will have a nice year as well, the rookie. But Juju is going to get 90 to 105 targets off the right arm of Patrick Mahomes. I think he thrives. Mm. Remember, he's only 25 years old, too. He was in a stale offense that was tailored to a guy who couldn't move the last couple of years. Remember what he was, what a game breaker he was when he had Antonio Brown on the other side and otherwise. I think Juju has a real big year in KC. All right. You know what? I now have to give that a ranking. Uh, I'm looking at Buffalo Wild Wings charts. I'm going to give that a Nashville hot check. Not not the hottest of uh, takes, but you'll take that, right? Nashville hot. All right. See if you could beat that. Do you need to dip heat. it in blue cheese? Is that are you getting a little you do whatever sweaty you want. on the brow? I think I could take Nashville hot. I don't think I need blue cheese for that. Okay. But go ahead, Martin. Try to beat that. Who are you going with? I'm gonna go with this was the biggest move on draft night, AJ Brown, new Philadelphia hmm. Eagle. Because here's the deal. You had Devonta Smith out there. for uh, Jalen Hurts, it's his make or break year. You had Devonta Smith out there, Heisman winner. But he's this big. He's real thin. Tough as nails. Louisiana kid. He's real thin, though. A.J. Brown is a linebacker who is, plays wide receiver. He's humongous. He's going to be able to take all those slants and all those bubble screens and all those ball, the balls that Jalen Hurts is the ones that he can play, like those college football type of throws. A.J. Brown will be able to break a couple tackles and house those things in a way that other guys aren't able to do in Philly. Philly's been begging, dying for a wide receiver for the longest time. They got a number one guy right here, A.J. Brown. And sneaky, Traylon Burks, his replacement in Tennessee, also going to go off. But A.J. Mm. Brown is going to go crazy this season. I hate to say this because I'm a Cowboys fan and I don't like anything Eagles, but I think Martin's right. Hmm. I mean, clutch, clutch, clutch receiver, clutch third, third down receiver. He's going to get it all. He's going to make Jalen Hurts look confident. I give that mango habanero. Mango, mango habanero. habanero. Uh, that's it. That's hotter than Nashville hot. I'm sorry, Chef. It is? That's what I'm giving. Yeah, it is. Well, no, you, you I, I wouldn't know because I would never eat mango habanero. What kind of mango you're, habanero? You're sitting down with the array of wings to Mango habanero is going to be your order? Yes. That. Listen, nobody got the Blazing Carolina Reaper, which is top of the top of the list right there. But Mango Habanero, sad to say, fourth right there on the list. Yes, there you go. Do your draft parties at Buffalo Wild Wings. Kick off the draft with six free Blazing Wings for last season's losers. The perfect punishment that leagues didn't know they needed. Yeah, watch a friend power through six of the hottest wings on the planet while wearing a last place bib. I like that, Sheck. I like it. It's bad enough you get kicked out in our league. Then maybe the last place team, which isn't normally the guy getting kicked out, has to eat these crazy free Blazing Wings, and they're free. Do that right there www.buffalowildwings.com slash fantasy book your draft party online do it right now all right listen lots to talk about still i want to take a break and then we'll get into major league baseball we'll be right back (laughs) 
All right, so a big weekend. Now, I'm battling with my idiot Yankee friend fans here, uh, and uh, several of them are on this podcast right here on this Zoom. Now, Aaron Judge, he beat up on the Royals, and he went from a coin flip to win the uh, AL MVP over Shohei Otani to minus 380. He's now a huge favorite, Shaq. I know you've been volleying for this for the start. Again, I don't. I just don't know how it moved because he beat up on the road. Did he get three home runs? What was it, Babyface? I think three home right. runs this weekend. Uh, okay. In like twenty-four hours. I mean, you just yeah. Three, I know. I mean, Everybody plays a series and three catch. games, and it's over the weekend. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just confused. What which games matter? Because when the Mets beat the Yankees, the Yankee fans are like we don't give a shit about the Mets. And then when the judge is hitting these home runs, they're throwing a freaking party. They're lighting shit on fire in the parking lot. Um, because he's now at 42 home runs, check. We all made guesses. You think you're now coming in light? I, I think only Mikey Meatball said he would break the Yankee record, which is 61 of Maris. Did someone else have 62? Maybe no, someone else some, No, Spaghetti went 62. So, yeah, 62. I think that— all right. Yeah, I, I, you know, like— So now it's August about, 1. He has, he has 42, so— You know, that baseball—I know I keep saying it, but I'm going to say it again. Foot that the Sean Watson news, all this football stuff that's going on, NBA superstars always jockeying for new teams and all that. But still, a Bunyan esque sized New York Yankee with 42 home runs and now 59 games left to go to try and transcend the magical 61 mark, the non steroid record, and maybe go even higher than that. Barely is getting a blip to, I, you know, I, no, I what are you ton of maybe I'm on the wrong text chains, but I get it. Maybe. These idiots are pelting me with the uh, judge shit like every 20 minutes. Relatively so speaking, know. think, I mean, you were, you were around in, in 98. I remember that was all anybody talked about in sports. Sure. And the time was like, well, so was I hitting home runs. So say hit one and there was a race and all that. Well, but, but it was I mean, Sully because huge, they were both It's not as big steroids. a story. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I get it all. I'm just saying it's it's kind of remarkable because it if it was it'd be one thing if it was, you know, somebody on the race. This is a Yankee doing it, and he's this superhuman sized guy and everything. It just doesn't yeah. seem like it's the top of it's not it's the top of the me. sports news. But anyway, yes, Judge is rightly now going to win the MVP, as he should. Um, and you know what? Maybe his reward will be I am Skeptical. I think the Astros have as good a shot as the Yanks do where they will face inevitably the Metropolitan, Sal. I don't you know if you heard crazy. minus three last week, but they're the I did. they are the value bet if you like those those uh those long bets. Like, you know, I, I know we've talked about the wisdom of making a bet win the World Series kind of bets at this point in early August, but Last I looked at it, I didn't look it up in the last couple of days. Plus seven fifty with the Scherzer and Degrom yeah. and Walker coming yeah. back. What the hell? Why are their odds so long here? Because of the Dodgers? Because everyone's in love with the Yankees. You can't. But they even though I mean, uh, for the most part, they made Judge look foolish in that second game. At least um, I don't know. He had one home run against them. But go ahead, Martin. What do you think on this? I, I don't know. I think Otani's good value now at plus three fifty. Judge could still get hurt. To I your point, he's an I offensive lineman playing the outfield. I would say if yeah. I had either one of those guys at three or four to one, I think you should take it because I I put it there's doesn't make any sense that the AL MVP wouldn't be one of those two, right? There's no third right. place guy. But mm -hmm. the thing about the thing that that Dave is missing about the difference between this and '98, which I do have memory of, like believe it or not, they would cut in on Nickelodeon to update 
Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa's home run count. But the thing mm -hmm. is, the key is there. There were two people that were mm -hmm. that were that were chasing it right now. It's just Aaron Judge. Like if you had Aaron Judge and 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 uh, you know somebody else who was 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 right there knocking on the door, or you know somebody else had thirty nine home runs to Judge to his forty or whatever, then it'd be a different story. I think then 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 you yeah, have well, light versus dark, that, or good versus yeah. evil, or who are you rooting for? I think that's what it is. Just the the fact that Judge is just smacking everything out of the park. It's like it's notable, but it's not debatable. That's part of it, I would say. First of all, that's we did this on Against the Lodge. It's my favorite summer sports memory. That doesn't include me personally, but I, I think like oh, and that was great. Like really, like oh, this one has a oh, he has this many. He, oh, he has he has he has fifty eight, and now Sosa has fifty six. Oh, what happened? But did Sosa play yet today? It was great. They liked each other. There's a Cubs Cardinals rivalry. But the other big thing is. 61 was the record back then, right? That was going to get yeah, broken. He's not, he's not going to break 73, Judge. I think that's why this now takes a back seat to that. But it proves that people up on Mount Pius, whether you think steroids and, you know, I was against, you know, once we found that out, everybody felt like a dupe, including the media, or maybe they yeah, knew, right. but everybody had that to the other thing. let it go and not punish them so badly until it came time to vote for the Hall of Fame. Then they did punish the guys that juiced and the whole thing about, like, do we need to asterisk it? And, of course, it's already asterisked. Everybody understands that Barry Bonds, sure. if you don't like it or if you do, do think Bonds' home run total count and should be in the Hall of Fame. Either way, it still has an asterisk next to it because it happened in the mm -hmm. steroid era. The non-steroid, that it goes Ruth, Maris, and Mantle was there in 60 as well in that home run chase. That, uh, or was it 61? Either way, um, that now Aaron Judge, again, if you fell into a coma in 1970, and, and I told you, like, I just won't give, like, hey, there's a New York Yankee monster with 40. Like, he's chasing it. You would think that was the end of the world. You would think, oh, this yeah. that must be all anybody's talking about, of course. You know, that home run chase, I was in Chicago. I was in Wrigley, in fact, for that day when Sosa took the lead briefly over Maguire. It was the first uh -huh. I took the home run lead, and then Maguire got it back the next uh, half inning, and then in extras hit another one and took the lead, and he would never lose it again. But, yes, that was a magical Well, they, they were great. Chicago. They were great together. They both had charisma. Judge is a dud. Sorry. Sorry, Yankee fans. He's a dud. There's not, not a lot facts. to uh, like about him. It's just he's how it is. Sosa was yeah, great. Sosa kissing to the heavens is all a lot of fun. Judge running I mean, out to the ground. Believe me, yeah. I was out there on the receiving end of some of those kisses in the bleachers. Judge, right I, I don't even know if he knows he's in this the race game. the way he puts it together. All right, let's do our play of the day. Every day we're on, we give uh, free picks, right? We're not charging anyone for these, are we, Sheck? Should we be? I kind of think we shouldn't be at this point. We should get a little. Uh, <laughs> Listen, when you wind up in the winter circle, you should call over your pals, Sal and Marty and Dave, to join you a little bit, right? Yeah. I guess a, that's get a, way a to medium go. soda pop or something. I don't know. Well, uh, I know this. Every time I give out a loser, everybody wants to remind me on my Twitter. So th there's a losing circle that exists. That's for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. When I'm you lose, you have to eat mango habanero and <laughs> stare exactly at all the it. other better options. You, you just that's stare there and wish you could have. Just medium. You'll you'll settle for medium over the medium mango habanero. Come on. Well, listen. I'm gonna give you a winner. Sprinkle this pick on all your wings, or however you're gonna uh, play it here. Mets first five innings against the Nationals. We have Scherzer on the mound, and he's gone 32 and a third with five runs allowed since he came back. He's been dominant in the first five, but I'm betting the first five innings. This gets me back because it was minus 140. It was minus one. 44 now it's minus 160 
It's still a winner. The Mets, if they scratch out one or two in the first five, they should be more than fine. He even has a slightly better ERA on the road going against his old Nationals team. Scherzer, lights out. Mets, 3 nothing after five. Take them to win the first five innings, minus a half and minus 160. Martin, what do you got? I'm going to go ahead and take the first five of that Mets game and take the rest of the game as well. So I'm taking the Mets on the <laughs> okay. money line. You're taking They're, the first uh, nine and more yeah, if it goes extras. First okay. nine and more, right. First nine plus more. We'll see. Uh, uh, that That's pending. But the Mets, after everything you just said about Scherzer, that's all true. But they're 16-5 and five in their last 21 games versus the Nationals. Um, and I'm parlaying that with the Cleveland Guardians, who are 4-1 oh. in their last five against the Arizona Diamondbacks. I also like the Astros today, but as someone on Twitter pointed out, betting on and against the Astros on these free picks, I have been whiffing miserably. So I'm going to go ahead and just stick to the Mets and the Guardians on the money line, two-team money line parlay. The Mets have been damn good. They beat all the shit teams. I'm going to say, you know, that's important. Beat who's in front of you. Beat all the shit teams, including the Yankees. They beat up all the the cellar dwellers. All right, Shaq, finish it off here. All right. If, I mean, if we have to give uh, give you know apologies or whatever, yeah, my baseball picks lately have sucked too. You know what? I ran out of gas. I'm ready for football. That's what? my focus. I'm gonna say it though. Do we put an I, asterisk on the graphic here? Like, my baseball gas, picks have not been good, but I'm about to get them right here. I gave you the Metropolitans. Let me know how it turns out because I'll be fully into college and pro football by the time the World Series is played. Now. The Metropolitans. I, I I guess this is a good thing that we're all in the same headspace here. Oh, no. I'm, How is it? I'm going Mets on the money line and under eight and a half. Patrick Corbin has been an abomination this year for the Nationals. But to your point, Sal, uh, so you're basically kind of looking at the Metropolitans here and saying, are they going to tag him for seven or eight runs because how many rightly do you expect the Nats to get against Scherzer? I think it amounts mm-hmm. to going under that eight and a half parlay it with the money line plus 176 is the juice. You get. Oh my God. The Mets are going to get slaughtered tonight. We all have them. <laughs> They're going to be losing six, one after five. All right, fine. Okay. Give us, give us this your is, Hall this of is Fame be the beginning That's of the, the end for the Mets. Thing. We'll hit our Hall of Fame uh, uh, predictions on Thursday. Raiders right now, two-point favorite over the Jags, 32-and-a-half. Now, here's the thing. I'm not going to do the research. I'm too lazy. But I know for a fact these Hall of Fame games all go under. Uh, It's a staggering amount. Hmm. Check, why would that be? Because um, we're not seeing the skill position players on offense, but most of the defenses are playing two or three or four quarters. As they say, they go back. Because yeah. they because because they go vanilla with with offense and the right. and that lets the defense dominate. But you would assume that the bookmakers would adjust for that would would, right. would account for for these ongoing results. So I don't have an explanation. Well, I, I, you can't I can make, explain can't why the teams much, don't do well, but why don't the bookmakers adjust the number to reflect that? That's I know, but you can't make it much smaller than thirty two and a half, right? That's uh. That's four touchdowns combined. That's what could be three touchdowns and a few field goals. I don't know. That's how many Good how one. many games did uh, did your son play where had a total over thirty two and a half this year? Oh, yeah, a lot. Of us, it's like high school numbers. Yeah, every one of them, and they were all vanilla offenses too. So I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's very very low. Uh, hey, if you want your jaw culture. to drop, Marty, look up totals of Super Bowls. Look up like. 
the Super I've Bowl 15 total. It's really like, what? It was what? Oh, it, was, all bad. it was 32? Yeah. <laughs> that, that, same as the Hall of Fame game total. Well, and then the Colts, the the what nineteen point favorite Colts score seven points against the Jets. It was so so bad back then. I don't know. Hey, you know what's not bad? Extrapoints.com slash arcade. Now we have a July prop culture results. They're in. Dale Plummer nailed it. I think he got all but one right. Good job by you, Dale Plummer. August prop culture is up. Check uh Snoop. It's National Dog Day on August 26th. Will he tweet about weed on August 26th? These are some of the questions we'll be asking. Yes or I no? Think that's a, I think that's a trick question because how many days on the calendar doesn't he talk about weed? I'm All right. Say he does, of course. You got to do some research. Uh, Martin, Ben, and J-Lo, as far as TMZ is concerned, how many times, how many different countries will they be photographed in? Over, under, two and a half in month of August. Mm, I'm going to go over. No, I'm going under. I'm going under. I'm going under. No, I'm going no. Under. Sorry, you're locked in it over. Sorry, everybody <laughs> heard. You're locked in it over. Uh, either one of you, will Kylie Jenner reveal the name of her baby, formerly known as Wolf? Apparently, this is a big thing in the month of August. I go yes. <laughs> okay. All right. So it's all, yes. you get the point. It's all stupid shit like this. Extrapoints.com slash arcade August Prop culture, go check it out. Go to Buffalo. Be funny Wild if she named Wings. it Tristan, right? That? Tristan's yeah. everywhere. They I think she should Tristan name it. Um, yeah, that's true. Mango Habanero is a nice name, I think, for oh, a baby. That's a boy or girl. Too, yeah. uh, do that up. Uh, so there you go. And uh, that'll do it for an ep- another episode of Extra Points. I want to remind everyone you may feel like underdogs, but please, please, please remember you're all my favorites. <laughs>